morning, folk. I'm just loving the fact that we have the opportunity of being able to sing again. So I'd like to squeeze in a song before we start the service. Would you like to do that? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Esther. You can stand, tap your foot, raise a hand. Take your seats, folk, just as we wait for the beginning of the service and just wait upon the Lord and just allow him to fill you with everything that he wants to fill you with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
as the Spirit of God is here, just allow him to, to minister to you, to, to meet you at your point of need. Lord, it is good for us to wait upon you. It is good to seek your face. It is good to give you time to, to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves and whereby you have your way in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of God, we, we ask that you please would have your way in our lives um, in these next minutes as we share together. We thank you for drawing us here. We thank you for your love for us, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you enfold us in your love. You enfold us in your kindness. You enfold us in your goodness. Thank you so much. May we know that kindness and goodness and love today in abundance, Lord, as you would have us know it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online. It's great to have you with us. Um, those who've traveled from afar, from London, it's great to have you with us. And uh, it's great to, isn't it just good to be able to come together and to worship the Lord and to meet with him in this way? as we do. Uh, my name's Steve, for those of you who don't know. Um, I serve on the chaplaincy team here. I'm very privileged to have the opportunity of serving on the chaplaincy team here at Crowhurst Christian Healing Center. Uh, we call our service 22-2, um, and it's from Revelation chapter 20, Revelation chapter 22, and it's uh, from that vision, 22 verses 1 to 3, where a father is on the throne, and the lamb is on the throne, and from the throne of God, the, uh, the river of life flows. The river of life. We know that to be the Holy Spirit. And from the throne of God today, the river of life flows towards you. Because he wants, he wants to meet with you. He wants to bless you. And the Spirit of God is at work today to do what he needs to do for your life and for my life. Isn't that great? That's, uh, that's great. It is great. Psalm 115 verse 1 says... Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name 
be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. I think it's one of my favorite prayers in the whole of Scripture. Just that one line, and I use it often. Psalm 115 is a, is a, lovely, um, a lovely description of, of our God um, in the face of, of idols and other gods. And um, the psalmist um, deals with that very, very well, and we're going to have the opportunity of looking at through the service this morning. But just that first verse just uh, speaks into our lives. Lord, not to me, not to us, not to you, but to the name of God, to the name of Jesus Christ, be glory. Why? Because he's so loving, he's so faithful. So we come to him because his love and his faithfulness draws us. We come to him and we're going to sing, Lord, I come to you. Let me be changed. Let me be renewed by you today. You can remain seated or you can stand, you can raise your hands, uh, just worship the Lord as the Spirit leads. The Spirit of God is here to help us to worship Jesus. Thank you, Stephen.
power of the love of the Lord to enfold you, to encompass you. Just as Stephen plays, just allow the love of the Lord. Lord, we know there is no greater power than your love. Thank you that scripture promises that nothing can separate us from your love, Lord. Where there may be anything that we have put up as an obstacle which prevents us from receiving your love, Lord, we ask please that you would dismantle that obstacle, dismantle that hurdle, crush it, that we may receive the fullness of the love of God that you have won for us on the cross by Jesus Christ's death. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Lord. The psalmist in Psalm 115 speaks of something of the, the obstacles that we might put in the way. And uh, so I'm just going to ask Esther to put up those, those next six verses of the psalm. We started the psalm with, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. And then... Um, uh, the psalmist continues, and uh, notice the, the, the switch of the name of God. He starts with Lord, which is Yahweh, the name that could not be used, and then he goes to God, which is Elohim, um, which is an interesting switch. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him, but their idols are silver and gold, 
made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. It's very clear, isn't it? It's very, very, it's one of those ones where you don't need to preach, you don't need to say much more. It is so clear. This is simple um, for, for people like me. Simple, simple, understandable stuff. But the switch of the name of God there, he starts off with Yahweh, um, because he's making a point of who he, who the psalm is addressed to and who he's wanting the, um, the readers and the hearers to know about. He's wanting them to know about Yahweh, but then he goes to Elohim, which is God. Elohim, you may recall, is the name that the pagan religions used for their gods. Elohim was used for magistrates. Elohim was used for, for important people. And so the psalmist is saying that um, uh, why do the nations say, where is their God? And he's, and he's about to make a big jump from these verses, as we'll see in the verses that follow. He's about to make a your God, and there is a lot of um, taunting here. There's a lot of sarcasm here that the psalmist is using. Your God is nothing, basically. And you remember right at the beginning of Scripture, Moses starts the, um, the, the, the writings of the, the Scriptures with those words, in the beginning, in the beginning, first word is, in the beginning, God. And what was the word that he used there? Elohim. He's wanting to say, in the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. He's wanting to say very simply, and I do put it rather simply, he's wanting to say, my God is bigger than your God. Very simply. So there. And he's saying, Elohim. Why do the nations say, where is their Elohim? And then he, he really lambastes them. And he says that your Elohim are nothing more than idols. They have eyes but cannot see, hands but cannot touch, feet but cannot walk, mouths but cannot speak. And he really lets them have it. And then, interestingly enough, with that verse 8, it's a really sobering verse. Those who make them will be like them. And that's, it's really important for us just to consider that before we go into a time of confession. Idols have no power, the psalmist is saying, to love and to show faithfulness as, ours, as our God, as our Yahweh does. Idols have no power to show love and to offer forgiveness. But paradoxically, verse 8 says, they do have the power to make you like them. To keep you spiritually blind so that you cannot see, and spiritually lame so that you cannot change. And that's quite challenging, isn't it? And we need to be aware of that. So, so what are what are idols? What are idols? Anything, anything that has put and priority over God has, has taken on a supremacy which is dangerous for us, and we need to be alert to that. I love, um, I read in Jonah the other day, um, jo Jonah, when he was in the whale's belly, crying out to the Lord, he said the most amazing thing about idols, those who 
cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. It's a real warning there, isn't there? You may recall those of you who were here yesterday um, for the 22-2 service. Julia said something really remarkable about grace. I hadn't heard it quite put like this before. Grace gives us permission to fail, and grace gives us permission to fall. And we know that to be true, don't we? I need permission because I fail and fall often. Some of you know the don't say a word. The, <laughs> the grace gives us permission to fail and fall. But as Julia said that, the Lord spoke to me. I believe the Lord spoke to me and he said, but grace also gives us potential to succeed and grace gives us potential to stand. And we want that, don't we? I have permission to fail and fall, but I want the potential to succeed and to stand. Do you? Grace gives that to us in Jesus. So I think it's sobering that we start the, our act of worship together this morning just by reflecting on those things that may be obstacles to our experiencing the love of God. And I'm just going to ask Holy Spirit to speak to each one of us now. Is there anything... Is there anything in my heart? Is there anything in my life? And I'm going to hang my head in shame here because I know the answer already. Is there anything in my life that I put above God? And maybe we'll be convicted of that today and we need to confess that and we need to repent of that because that thing may trap you and may trap me and then we become like them, which basically means we die because they don't have life. So let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, what, what is it, Lord, that, that I give? That I give so much attention to so much supremacy to that elevates that thing above you. And Spirit of God, if there is something for any one of us, those sharing online, if there is something that you want to convict us of today, then please tell us right now so that we may confess our sin and come back to you. Lord, we want to say sorry and we thank you that by your death on the cross you have taken sin upon yourself so that, um, and, and died with it so that we may live. And we ask, Lord, that you forgive us of our sin, forgive us of those things that um, have taken supremacy over you and that we may, be, um, we may 
we may repent of them, we may turn back to you in fullness, and that you may have your way in our lives as you would have your way in our lives, so that we may rise up on wings as eagles, so that we may fly as we are destined to fly. Please, Lord, help us and forgive us our sin. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And by the power of your Spirit, help us to walk in truth and light, single-mindedly fixed on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, until we become like him in our relationship with you, Father and Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. This is part of our confession. Let's sing together. Purify my heart. Purify my heart.
and having made a confession before the Lord, it's good for us to make a statement of faith. And I'm taking the next three verses, and they'll be on the screen. There's an opportunity for us to respond. Um, if you would say the words in yellow, please. Um, and these are straight from Scripture, apart from the last one. The last one um, has got uh, my fingerprints all over it, just so that we can receive we can receive what we know to be our help and our shield. It's his promise, our help and our shield. So um, if you say the words in yellow, please. Let's stand to say this together, please. Thank you. O Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. O priests, descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who are loved by the Lord, trust the Lord. He is our helper and our shield. Amen. Amen. Please sit. Thank you. And the psalmist goes on, Psalm 115, verses 12 to 16. And it's interesting, he goes back to Lord now, he goes back to Yahweh, he's making a point. We're not talking about your flimsy, flimsy, cast iron, rock, molten lab, molten thingamajig. Um, we're, talking about, we're talking about my God who's bigger than your God, we're talking about Yahweh. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of, he will bless his people Israel, he will bless the house of Aaron, and he will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. May the Lord cause you to increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. Just leave those up there for a moment, please. Thank you, um, Esther. Thank you. I'm going to say three things from those verses because now the psalmist is wanting to make the point. I want to tell you about our God. And I want to tell you about our God. Our God is a God who blesses. And he says, look how many times he uses the word blesses there. He blesses and he blesses and he blesses and he blesses. What is that blessing? It means richness, fullness, satisfaction. Timothy Keller calls it multidimensional thriving. Multidimensional thriving. I like that. The Lord remembers his people. See that? The Lord remembers his people. He does not forget his people. The Lord remembers his people and blesses them. This is a covenant fulfillment. God is about covenant. God is about relationship. He is about wanting to be in a covenant relationship with you. And he is the promise keeper. And how do we know that his promises are fulfilled? Primarily us who can look back in the cross of Jesus Christ who died at Calvary for our salvation. He took our sin upon himself so that we can place on him our sin and we can live and not die the death that he died which separated him from father we do not die that death amen that's just a wonderful thought so and and, and that blessing that multi-dimensional thriving are all the promises of scripture for you and for me and are the promises in the old testament do they apply to us thank you <laughs> thank you frank it was very quick. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, all the promises. Thank you. Nice and loud. <laughs> all the promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. So all of these blessings apply to us. The multidimensional thriving applies to us. The, I was uh, speaking at the beginning of the week and was, um, was really taken by uh, the fact of the disciples who again and again and again just don't appear to get it, do they? They, they just seem to miss it again and again and again. They have Jesus right in front of them, demonstrating, speaking, um, speaking the words that he did, doing the miracles he did, but the, de the disciples just didn't seem to get it. What was going on for the disciples, I wonder? What were their idols? Did they have idols? Yes. What did they put in front of Jesus Christ? Their ambition, their ambition was to rule and reign. We're going to rule and reign. We're going to lord it over the rest of the world. That's what they thought they were heading to. They hadn't seen that Jesus had come for love and for the kingdom of God, they had another agenda. So why didn't they get it? Because of the hardness of their hearts. Plain and simple, because of the hardness of their hearts. In fact, I'm challenged here, because sometimes my heart, my, my heart gets hardened. And I have to pray the prayer, I believe, help my unbelief. The promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ, and they are mine. So why don't I walk confidently in them? Why don't we walk confidently in them? Why don't we walk confidently in them? And I'm going to say very carefully, because of the hardness of our hearts. And I wonder also if there is something about the interpretation of blessing. When Veronica and I came to this country 20 years or so ago um, from Zimbabwe, uh, we, we believed it was on, on one line from the Lord. Go to England and I will bless you. That was all, that was all I heard. And Veronica heard that the, as the Lord has spoken to Steve, just let's do this. We came to England on one, on, on one sentence. Go to England and I will bless you. You know, for the first six or seven years, how many times I said to the Lord, well, if you call this as a blessing, I'd like to see what it's like to be in trouble. There's <laughs> something about our interpretation of the blessing. Because when Varon can I look, look back now on those years... We just know how blessed we were. We were so blessed. But we didn't see it. Because we were looking for a blessing of our own making. We were not looking at the blessing that the Lord was giving us. Something, sometimes it's about interpretation, isn't it? And we need to pray, Lord, open my eyes so that I may see your blessing. What was Habakkuk's blindness? Habakkuk's blindness was that he could only see the trouble around him. And the Lord opened his eyes and said, look at the glory. Look at the glory that is around you. So, so the psalmist is saying, look at what God does. He blesses, he blesses, he blesses. Multidimensional thriving. Multidimensional thriving. Receive multidimensional thriving in the name of Jesus Christ. And then, um, I love the word, verse 14 May the Lord make you increase. So he's not only blessing, but he's increasing you. 
And of course, we, we know that in, in Abraham, we see something of what that increase looked like. Did Abraham see the increase that he had been promised? That he would become a great nation? Well, no, he didn't. He only saw the beginning of it. And I think sometimes that happens in our ministries, doesn't it? Sometimes that happens in our walk. We only see the beginning of the blessing of the Lord. We don't see the fulfillment of it. Generations may. And we do. We look back at Abraham now and we say, wow, I'm one of your kids. I'm one of your millions. I'm one of your billions. So there is quantity in increase, but there is also quality. Did the life of Abraham increase? Did the favor of God rest upon him and he increased? Oh, yes. Again and again and again. Folk, my own experience is when I became, when I became a Christian, my heart was changed. That's what happens when we be, I will take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. But as I have walked out my life, so my life has changed. And that's the quality that is the increase that he gives. The, for some of you, you find it hard to believe I'm a much better person than I was a year ago. I'm a much better person than I was five years ago. Why? Because of what Jesus is doing in my life. And I dare say it's the same for you. Isn't it? Of course it is, Michael. Thank you. We are better people today because of the work that God is doing us. Why? Because he keeps his promises. May the Lord make you increase. And folk, I pray that for you today. May the Lord make you increase. Some of you will probably say, no, I'm, I don't want any more children. Thank you. <laughs> but he wants to bless you with the increase of his favor. It's what scripture says. Do you want some? Amen. So I ask you today, what are the additional benefits that you have received? What are the increased benefits that you have received? I know what the increased benefits that I have received as I look back over my nearly 40 years of following Jesus. Some of you have been doing that a lot longer than I have, sorry. <laughs> Folk, we uh, sent out our we send out a monthly newsletter to um, folk who um, want correspondence from us. Um, it used to be a quarterly magazine, but um, but during the pandemic, we felt that we wanted to reach people every month, and we've loved doing it. It's been a, it's been a blessing. It's hard work, but it's been a blessing um, to folk. So many folk have written and just said how blessed they are. And this last one is all about is all about what we do with with the call that is on our lives. What do we do with the freedom we now have? Folk, as the restrictions are lifted, as the restrictions are lifted and we experience more freedom, I want to ask the question, what do you do with your freedom? Reminder of that lovely William Wallace Braveheart film, when he says, Songs of Scotland. I can't do the Scottish accent. What will you do with your freedom? What will you do with your freedom? But there's a bigger question in these verses. The highest heavens belong to the Lord. Could we all read that last verse together, please? But the earth he has given to man. What will you do with the earth he has given you?
Let's pray. Oh, Yahweh, Almighty God, you are not to be messed with. You are not some idol. You are not some small cottage god, some tribal god. No. You are Almighty God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and we bless your holy name. And Lord, not only do you bless us, but you increase us, and you give us the earth. Lord, Holy Spirit, I believe there are folk who, who, who are here this morning who, who hear this word and, and feel a conviction of, of what it is they, they want to do for you and for your creation. And Lord, seal that word in each of their hearts and minds. Those who are sharing online, seal that word and increase them and bless them as they use all that you have given them. in the earth around them, in the world around them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Folk, I'd like to sing 10,000 reasons for my hearts to sing. 10,000 blessings, 10,000 increases, 10,000 things that the Lord has given us. Stephen's going to give us some instruction as to how to sing it, I hope. <laughs> because we always get it wrong. Stephen, please advise us. Thank you. Uh, if you follow the table, this should be
Uh, Lord, there are so many reasons for our hearts to sing. So many. 10,000 plus 10,000. And forevermore. Because of the, the blessings you have given us. Because of the increase you have shown favor upon us. And because, Lord, you, you continue to give. And you give us chance after chance after chance. Potential after potential after potential. Help us, please, Holy Spirit of God. To make to make good use of all that's been given for us, for the name, for the name of the Lord, not for us, not for us, but for the name of God, for the name of Jesus, because of his love and faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Please sit. For those of you online who may be wondering what just happened there, uh, <laughs> the... Stephen got so excited playing the keyboard, the keyboard collapsed. <laughs> There's a first for everything, man. That was amazing. Nice recovery, Stephen. <laughs> and thanks for keeping on singing, folk. That was, uh, that was good. Let's pray. The Lord, the Lord wants to bless you, and I don't know what the blessing is that you need but he does. So just sit for a moment and I'm just going to ask the Lord to do what he needs to do for you and for me. Lord, there are folk here today who have come with a cry in their heart. Please meet them at the point of need. There are folk sharing online, Lord. Please meet them at their point of need and bless them, Lord, with every blessing they can receive in the name of Jesus. It's going to be still for a moment so that the Lord can do what he needs to do. Um, heaven, heaven is the Lord's and the earth he gives to man. It's that earth is still under his authority um, and that we are under his authority. So when we come, we come knowing that actually he has authority over everything. Um, but it's to step into that glorious light this morning. So I love that, the fact that that warmth brings joy. 
Lord, maybe there are folk here today sharing online who just need a touch of joy, Lord. We know joy is a gift from you. Thank you. Let's rest in the light of Christ. And Lord, when we, uh, when we look up and we look around, Lord, um, we're, not, we're not disillusioned for no reason. But there is a mess. All we see on the news at the moment, all we read in the papers is, is, the, is the trouble that the world is in. And, um, and we see a small corner of the world in such chaos at the moment. And yet it's actually just, um, it's just a picture of the rest of the world, really. Um, Lord, the world... The world seems to be in a mess, out of control, but we know that you are in control because of the cross. We know that you are working out your purposes and you will steadfastly work out your purposes. So we declare the purposes of God across Afghanistan. We declare the purposes of God across Israel. We, we declare the purposes of God across the nations of the world. We declare the purposes of God up, upon our homes upon our places of influence. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Thank you, Lord, that you will complete what you have started in each of our lives and in the lives of the nations of the world. That we are victorious, that the name of God is victorious, and we are on that side, the winning side. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray the, uh, the blessing that is in the revived newsletter. Um, it's called the Uncomfortable Blessing, and then we'll sing our final hymn, the Uncomfortable Blessing. May the Spirit bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that you will live deep in your heart. May the Spirit bless you with anger at injustice and oppression and exploitation of people and the earth, so that you will work for justice and peace. May the Spirit bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer, so that you will reach out your hand to comfort them. May the Spirit bless you with foolishness to think that you can make a difference in the world, so that you will do all the things that others say cannot be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on in and taste the new wine. Our final song is Come On In and Taste the New Wine. Thank you for joining us, those of you who are online and uh, who will watch it later maybe. And uh, thank you for being here. It's just uh, it's been great. I don't think I'll ever forget the collapsing, <laughs> collapsing, collapsing keyboard, the a moment of uh, a breaking out of the Spirit of God <laughs> in a way not seen before and hopefully not repeated. <laughs> Come on in and taste the new wine. The Lord loves you. You are beautiful people. You are beautiful.
thrill you and surprise you by his sovereign power today and tomorrow and the day after that and the next one and the next one. And the next one. <laughs>